What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. was last seen on Thanksgiving Day 2018. She was last spotted at a Safeway supermarket in Woodland Park, Colorado. Since Kelsey's disappearance, her fiancé, Patrick Frazé, has been charged with her murder and three counts of solicitation and murder. His girlfriend, Crystal Lee Kenny, has also been charged with tampering of evidence. Tonight, I sit down with Kelsey's friend from childhood, Nicole, and she tells me what she wants the world to know about her friend, Kelsey. Well, welcome to J is for Justice. I have a very special guest today with me. Her name is Nicole, and she is a childhood friend of Kelsey Barrett, and she was so kind to join me in you know, kind of filling us in on the person that Kelsey is. And, you know, she's known her for how many years, Nicole? Uh, about 20 years. 20 years. That's a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you want to kind of just get into telling us how you met Kelsey and your relationship? Sure. Yeah, we both grew up in the Moses Lake area, Moses Lake, Washington. I guess this is national, so I should uh, talk about location. Um, and her family started attending the Seventh-day Adventist church that I also attended in Moses Lake um, when I was 12 and Kelsey was nine. So that puts us back about 20 years. And um, it's a very small town, if you know the area, um, central Washington, and very small church. And within that church, a very small church school. So um, we both attended the church school through grade school on up. um, And um, so I, I spent a lot of time with her and her family. They were like a second family to me. I would, I didn't really do sleepovers a whole lot, but I would do sleepovers at the Barrett home. Because, <laughs> you, made, you felt comfortable there. I had yeah, friends like that like, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Her older brother was in my grade. So, um, our ninth grade year, just for example, but there was three ki- people in our class. So we How were many? very, three, three, three. Yeah. Oh so very very small school. I think wow. uh, average we would have anywhere from, you know, 25 to 35 students in nine grades. So it was a very, very So small it's safe school. to say everybody knew everybody. <laughs> exactly. Wow. And, and not yeah. only school, but also, you know, church, like I mentioned, but then we also had um, the Pathfinder Club, which is kind of like Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts, where we would get together a week and we'd go camping on the weekends and earn honors and badges and do nice. fundraising community events so we literally our lives were intertwined very very closely from yeah it sounds like it it sounds like it mm-hmm. so did you guys continue through after high school continuing to talk or did you kind of lose touch for a little bit and start talking again um it was a little bit on and off after I went to um high school I actually went to a boarding academy so it wasn't too far from Moses Lake but that you know took me out of the area more often mm-hmm. than that. 
so um, from the time that I started attending high school um, until I moved back to Moses Lake, I, I ended up getting married um, in 2008 and then moved back to Moses Lake. Um, and she was still living there at the time. We were able to reconnect. And oh. uh, so from then we, we reconnected, but then I moved up to the Spokane area and we would see each other about once or twice a year. Um, when I uh, when I got pregnant, she came to my baby shower with her mom and um, made me a super cute little cocoon thing that the baby would go inside and just sleep. So um, I've got pictures of both of my girls um, in that cocoon. It's just, that's nice. Um, I'm cherishing those memories for I sure. I bet, I bet. But um, in the recent years, I would see her about, like I said, once or twice a year. Her parents moved um, to North Idaho um, probably about three or four years, probably about three years ago. I can't remember for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's fairly close to where I live in, in Eastern Washington. So um, we would get together with them more often than what we used to when they lived in Moses Lake. So um, she actually lived with her parents for a little while before moving down to Colorado. So I, I would see them there and then she would come up to visit. Um, the last couple of years she would come up to visit her parents and I would oftentimes be in the area mm -hmm. she was visiting, so I'd get to see her as well. Did she have a steady boyfriend through those those times? Um, I know she dated someone when I when I lived in Moses Lake but I never met him. I mm -hmm. don't know who she was. Um, in two I believe 2016 I believe that's when she moved down to Colorado because she had met Patrick online. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know exactly when she met him online, but um, it was 2016 when she moved down there. Okay. So she was a pilot instructor. Mm -hmm. And so she went to school for that, I imagine. Yeah. Um, and she went to school there in Washington State? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. In Moses Lake, they have a community college called Big Bend, and she um, earned her certification there as well as uh, instructing there. She, she began instructing there at Big Bend, I believe. So she found the job and it kind of went along with her move to Colorado, you think, or I don't know, so. like what came first, the chicken or the egg? Was it Patrick, you know, was it made her search a job over in that area? I, I believe she searched for the job because she had met um, Patrick online. Mm -hmm. That's, and and I, I, I didn't hash out the details with her, you know, mm -hmm. but I, that's what I remember. She was driving quite a ways to get to work from where she was living near him in Woodland Park. Um, and you continued speaking to her after her move to Colorado. Mm -hmm. Did you see her when she would come home or was it just kind of like an occasional text or call, like, how are you doing? Everything's going good type thing. So after she moved to Colorado, my, my main point of contact with her was through her parents. I would see her parents quite often. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, you know, I heard she was pregnant and it was perfect because I've got two little girls that um, are actually two years old. My youngest is two years older than baby Kaylee. Mm. So just as she became pregnant, I was starting to clear out my baby things. So mm -hmm. um, I was in touch with Cheryl quite often asking, okay, does Kelsey need this? Or, or actually I ended up getting Kelsey's phone number and I would, I would text her the different things that I had. And, oh, how um, nice. He did. Um, so it worked out perfect. You were at that time where you were able to I don't need this anymore. I don't need the bouncy seat anymore. You can have yeah. that. Yeah. 
and I just I love the fact that it was going to Kelsey because she was like my little sister that's kind of how I always viewed her she was just yeah she always had a real special place in my heart I mean you can always donate things but when it goes to someone that that's special right right and that's their daughter right mm -hmm. yeah I'm really sorry for your loss it's it's traumatic it's traumatic to hear you talk about your friend and and you're holding it together very well let me tell you that because I've seen your other well, interviews you've done and you just want you know you just want to talk about your friend and and get who she who she is out there mm -hmm. you know not just who people are speculating she is through the press and i think that's commendable of you well i'll tell you my first few interviews were pretty rough i was i was trying to speak through tears because um this has invoked a lot of emotion i'm sure sure. I'm sure it has so have you gotten any any flack for speaking out and because not a whole lot of people have come out and said you know I knew I knew Kelsey um actually there's there's several of us that have done interviews but I think the the, the major press is interested in details on the case and mm -hmm. the the details that are you know exciting to people and I don't have that a lot of a lot of the, the people that I knew up here that grew up with her didn't have that because we lived up here still so we didn't really right. get to we didn't get to know Patrick we in fact most of us never met Patrick mm -hmm. um, we don't have the details on the case that kind of the, the mainstream media is asking for even though I mean I don't even know how many interviews I've done with national news stations but I've only seen like two or three actually aired because there's just you don't have the information they're wanting yeah 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 there's there's not a lot so we are speaking out but it's just not getting out there it's, which makes me thankful <laughs> that right. you're doing this and it's gonna you know sometimes it takes the little guys to to really get out there and yeah well it's a pleasure and i i love hearing about kelsey and you know i followed this case since she was missing and you know you see the you see the pictures of her and you see the picture of her and patrick and she's holding the baby and you just you wonder what went wrong what happened to this girl and you know there's all sorts of scenarios and we don't know who she is we have no idea what kind of person this is so when when patrick starts talking about all of these rumors about Kel about kelsey See, I, I, I'm telling you, all these K's screw me up. But when he talks about Kelsey and says all of these things, that she is mentally ill, that she checked into a facility because she was um, suicidal, that she put a gun to her head, you know, all of these things paint a picture of a person. Mm -hmm. And it's not really fair to only get his side of who Kelsey is. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to ask you a little bit about that. Do you know anything about her mental health or a treatment center that she went to? Um, I did hear that attended a um, depression recovery program. And I, it's actually one that I'm familiar with because I took a friend there mm -hmm. um, probably about five, six years ago now. A friend of mine was dealing with depression because she had lost a baby in a car accident. So oh my I gosh. went to that specific treatment place and um, it's amazing. It's, it's not your typical um, program. It's, you know, lifestyle and health. Re, uh, is it inpatient? Yes. Yeah. It is so, an inpatient. Okay. Mm -hmm. But it's yeah. more of a therapy based. Yeah, it's a 10 day program where you do hydrotherapy, you do exercise, um, spiritual counseling and um, finding inner peace, basically. 
It's yeah, not a, yeah. it's not a, hey, I'm, I'm tied down in a straight jacket and they're giving <laughs> me medication. <laughs> it's a all. peaceful, find inner peace and, and get to the root cause of why you're feeling so, so down and, and, and bad. Yeah, just one point on that. The, the Kelsey that I knew uh, before she moved to Colorado was not one that I would, I would not have suspected that she would need, need a treatment center like that. And of course, there's no shame in going mm -hmm. through something that I've, I battled depression when my parents were divorced, divorcing. Um, and after sure. I mean, we all <laughs> have it one time or another. It, yeah. That's nothing to hold against anybody. Mm -hmm. And, you know, everybody goes through their, their trials and tribulations. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So I just, I can imagine if, you know, the reasons that she may have wanted to go, obviously there were some issues in the relationship we can see now. Mm -hmm. um, we didn't, I didn't realize anything until after the fact, unfortunately. Right, right. Um, so did she, from what you know, did she have any friends there in Woodland Park or um, in Pueblo where she worked? We haven't really heard of any friends over in Colorado that have come out. I don't know any of the, the people down there, um, but I, I have heard that she had, you know, she had friends, um, you know, friends from, from work and, and people that they associated with through, through rodeo events. Mm -hmm. um, that was another thing that Patrick had, had brought up was that she wouldn't come home after work and she was out to dinner with friends from work. And it sounds like if that was true, he didn't, he didn't like that. He didn't like her being out having fun with friends without him. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's kind of what I get from it. Um, so you never heard anything from her. I mean, when was the last time you guys spoke? Um, in July of this last year, she was visiting her family and I was actually, um, we, my husband and I stayed at her parents' house at the same time that she was there. And um, we were able to spend the evening together. So, and I, that's the first time I saw baby Kaylee, which was just oh. amazing. Was I was just going to ask you that if you got <laughs> to meet the baby. Yeah. Yes. Oh, and I just tell you, she's, she's the most precious little thing. She, she looks just like her mom from the pictures <laughs> I've seen. She's adorable. She really does. And just this, you know, the same bright, um, happy personality that Kelsey. Oh. Kelsey I'm glad that her parents have Kaylee to, you know, kind of help them get through this. So oh, I can't I imagine what they're going through. Mm -hmm. I can't even imagine. And they're being drugged through, you know, a custody, custody hearing after custody hearing. And it's just, I can't imagine after losing your daughter in that way, um, especially after all of the details that came out in the preliminary hearing, it's, it's absolutely disgusting. And I, I, I just, I have no words for it. I have no words for that level of evil. I really don't. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> um, I don't know if you, you know, how you heard all of the details I was following Twitter from a reporter that was actually in the courtroom. And when they just, the tweets kept coming through everyone, it just got worse and worse and worse as it, as it just kept coming through. And it was nothing that I could have ever imagined that this poor girl went through. Okay. So let's move on to their engagement. Mm -hmm. So we've heard conflicting stories that they were engaged. We've heard that they weren't engaged, that he was with, Crystal, can you settle any of the, the rumors behind that? Were they actually engaged? Yes. Yes, they were engaged. And to her family's knowledge, to all of our knowledge, that engagement was never called off. 
Um, so wow. there's been there's been some conflicting things, but um, now that we can see in the court records, it was what it was what Patrick told Cheryl um, when she was checking in to see why she hadn't heard from Kelsey. That's when he told her, "Well, we broke up, and she needed some time." So, uh, to our knowledge, they were still together and things were fine. And from what it sounds like during the prelim, it came out that even at the middle of the night, the night before the murder, she was out at Walmart getting him medication because he wasn't feeling good. Okay, I, I didn't know anything about yeah, that. Yeah, that he, I guess he supposedly has an ulcer or something to that effect, and his stomach was hurting him, and she went to Walmart in, at like 3 in the morning and got him medicine and took it to him. Oh, wow. And I heard that, and I was just like, okay, these were, this was not a couple that she thought was broken up. Yeah, you're not going to do that for somebody you're not currently, you know, still in a relationship with. Yeah, so, if there was any issues, I, you know, if that was me in that position and we'd had issues, I'd say, go get your own medicine. Well, exactly, <laughs> especially in the middle of the night. I mean, I, it just doesn't make any sense. And then we also had um, it's kind of a, kind of a weird story, but a friend of mine that lives in Colorado, and you may or may not have already heard about this um, through Woodland Park Underground, but she owns some property there in Guffey. And they had received an email from the um, Property Owners Association that Patrick was renting property. He was leasing that property, and, and it happened to be partially on her land. I think she has 50-some acres out there. I mean, it's just tons of land. And she said to me, oh, my God, they want our signature because they may do a search out there. You know, they want to kind of be proactive and get these signatures because there was like hundreds of owners that were even out of state. They had to gather all these signatures to get permission to search if they needed to. And I said, no way. I said, can I let Mike know about this? She says, yeah, that's fine. So they gave him his permission to go out there with his drone. And he went and droned over the area. He took his kids out there. You know, he didn't see anything. Everything's snow covered. He could barely drive back on the roads because they're, they're like impassable. There's yeah. so much snow out there. Um, so fast forward to the preliminary. His wife was in court with one of her friends because he couldn't be there that day. So she was there with the phone and tweeting. And the first thing they do is call out that um, is Michael Dalton in the courtroom. And everyone's kind of looking around, and they, they have sequestered him as a witness. Okay. So as the day went on, and I was like, what? Why would dad with a phone be a witness? Well, he had also droned over old Ma Fraze's house, right? Mm -hmm. Sheila's house. Mm -hmm. So we're assuming they want that drone footage. But it was kind of coincidental when it all came out that the phones pinged in the area of Guffey near that property so it was a little it was a little strange how it all came together you know and I really do appreciate you know all of the stuff that Mike has done as far as looking into this case I know it's it's near and dear to his heart he's very emotional about it he you know she lived on his block mm -hmm. you know it really brings it home for him and he gets a lot of scrutiny for being as involved as he is but I think he really feels it you know, he feels like that could have been anybody. 
Yeah. You know, and it's, it's, and it's real when you sit in that courtroom, a friend of mine, her daughter was murdered at age 14. And I sat through the entire, the whole trial. And it's so different. It's not court TV when you're sitting in there. Those are real people. Those are, you know, family members and, and victims. And then you have the perp sitting there and it's just so tense and emotional. So I get it. I get his, I, I get him and I think he gets treated pretty unfairly for it. But with that being said, um, I was brought up the property because um, in the letter that my friend got, it also said that on the gate to the property where there's a keypad and there's cameras and they had stated, you know, that they were very disheartened about Kelsey, you know, being missing and that she was caught on their cameras on four wheelers with Patrick back in September. And when I heard that, I was like, whoa, this changes the whole dynamic. This was not a couple that was broken up. Mm -mm. They were not broken up. She was out there herding cattle with him in September. Mm -hmm. So he had her completely duped, completely duped. And that was when it really started just boggling my mind. Wow, this girl had no idea, had no idea that at the same time she was riding four-wheelers with him out there, he was concocting this plan with Crystal. Yeah. It's sick. It's so sick. It, ugh, it just, it makes me so mad to, that another someone thing, can go. Another thing that's been so hard for us as friends and family of the Barrett's to, um, to swallow is the fact there's so many people apparently that knew that he was planning on murdering her. Yep. Yep. So many people. So many people could have saved her life. Yeah. And yet, they chose silence and that's that's the danger of our society mm -hmm. it really is I didn't plan on going into that but it's the truth people choose silence um over being vulnerable and you know they don't want to they don't want to stand out and cost kelsey her life i mean nowadays we don't even know our neighbors really you know everybody keeps to themselves nobody wants to be bothered no one like you said no one wants to be scrutinized and it's it is it's unfortunate because we have I can't even say it, that we have the, the lawyers in Idaho that, that could have helped. We have her friend that could have helped. We have probably his mother that could have helped, mm -hmm. you know, just to name a few, because I really have a hard time believing that she had no idea. Um, because the testimony of, of Crystal is that they burned this tote and she saw it being burned. Mm -hmm. So I have a hard time believing that she doesn't, especially now she's pleading the fifth she doesn't want to speak to me that speaks volumes mm -hmm. you know if that was my son i would be so ashamed so ashamed you know so it, it to me and i'm not speaking for you but it tells me a lot about their character especially you couple that with the the um, support or the custody issues yeah you know kicking these people when they're down yeah really I mean, if, if, if I was in that situation, you know, and I, I, there's been so many stories of people not even realizing that they were either married to or the, the child of someone that was committing horrible crimes while they were living with them. So, I mean, that's not completely unheard of. Um, at mm -hmm. first, I was really shocked that and, and thinking that, yeah, she obviously has to be involved. But 
it's not unheard of. It's actually quite common that these people that create, you know, have commit such horrible crimes um, keep it very well hidden from the people that they want to to have a good face towards. Mm-hmm. So um, you really don't know. Uh, do, it's just you know, you you never know. Right, right. I mean, it is all together. It is possible that you know his mom just saw all the good in him mm-hmm. too. You just don't yeah. know. Yeah, I don't know. But obviously this this crystal, for whatever reason, went along with his plans even though she chickened out three times. Yeah. And I'm sure you've heard about all of those different scenarios that she testified to. Is there anything about that that you would like to talk about or that doesn't really add up with you? Just, I mean, personally, as you hear everything unfolding. Well, the first thing that jumps out to me is that she's claiming, her best friend is claiming that she was terrified of Patrick and afraid for her life, that she had mm-hmm. been, uh, that he had um, basically threatened her, that if she didn't do it, mm-hmm. you know, he, anyway, these things. Um, if you're terrified of somebody, you don't go down there on multiple occasions to commit a murder for them. Right. I that's agree. Just like, that's crime. That's mm-hmm. crime 101 <laughs> or just common sense. It, especially when you live in another state and you already have all of that space between you. Exactly. Yeah. She was in no danger at all whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, she had to have wanted Kelsey to be gone. I mean, that's the only thing I can imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, and girls do crazy things when they're jealous. It's that's just the nature of the beast, unfortunately. Um, and I don't, you know, there's people testified that you know crystal was a great person well maybe they maybe she was when there wasn't a love triangle you know we just don't know right i I don't buy the story that she was terrified of for her life because i don't either i don't either i don't feel like that's the behavior of someone who's scared someone scared and the the other part of it when when she talks about bringing this coffee to kelsey Mm -hmm. now knowing kelsey okay this random woman comes to her door with and happens to have her favorite Starbucks drink. <laughs> Do you think that Kelsey would drink that? Uh, I, I think she'd be very suspicious. You know, she's a smart girl. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird thing because I try to put myself in her shoes and, and some woman coming to my door going, hey, I'm your neighbor and you helped me find my dog and I, I got you a Starbucks. I'd be like, whoa, I'm not touching that. So, I mean, maybe because I watch too many crime shows, but you're right. She's a smart girl. And, but, but KK goes on to say, well, I didn't, I didn't put anything in it because I chickened out. And my point that I've said before on that is if you didn't put anything in it, why would you go to the door and hand her the coffee? If you didn't put anything in it, what would be the point? Unless she had never seen her, but I have a hard time believing she didn't know what, what Kelsey looked like. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure she knew already. That's part of the jealousy. Mm-hmm. That's part of the jealousy. And also knowing that, you know, Patrick and her had a baby together. Mm-hmm. Um, but the whole coffee thing is so bizarre to me. And her aunt was in the car and waited in the car while she delivered this coffee. So that could potentially be yet another person who could have stopped this. Yeah, for sure. I Mm -hmm. mean, 
I would have questions as to why my niece was giving coffee to a random stranger. They went to a bar and had a beer before they went and delivered the coffee. So that tells me something like, you know, sometimes people go and have a drink like, all right, I gotta, I gotta get my, my guts up about this to do it. That's, that's just the feel I get about that. And then the other two times, obviously she didn't even get out of the car. She states she just couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. But then she came and cleaned up after him. You know, he called her, he called her in and she drove from Idaho and came and cleaned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, there's just a whole pile of things that don't add up. And, you yeah. know, I, I think we'll learn a lot more um, as the, as the details. Continue. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Cause they're not going to show all their cards at the preliminary What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.